it was okay to basically set up an orgy. Yes. Two hours later. everybody welcome to episode 31 uh there is nothing special about that number of video game apocalypse i as always am your host michael raparez with me in the kitchen studio are rich barantista and tyler wilde and special guest vin diesel it's about family you got race you don't know the truth about family <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh incredibly God. deep and moving Henry mr diesel Gilbert. A you went, life you before went, my time. You went to LA to find the truth. We knew it. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, it's me, hi. Henry Gilbert. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Getting that out there now. That's mm. right. Subroot. Yeah. So we're. this is kind of weird because we're recording this before PAX. Uh, PAX will happen between now and when this goes up. And all of our news will be old and outdated. Pre-PAX. Pre-packs. Mm. So this is a pre-pack show. Listen with that in mind. We'll try not to uh, spend too much time on news that will be very old by Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I shouldn't make jokes about a potential PAX murder spree in case that happens, because then it would be very yeah. It Then it would be in bad The case. way I feel ab- about these things, it's the last massively crowded area that hasn't been hit by some kind of tragedy like that. <laughs> the worst it's had is the swine flu. Mm-hmm. It's Comic Con packs. One of those things is overdue for an awful, awful event, and I, every year I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye out. If, if you went to PAX, make sure you made good use of the hand sanitizer stations that were everywhere yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, you know what I do every year is I watch out for guys in turbans. I think I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, they're always squeezing in... into their hands and then trying to shake yours. And the Jean cosplay, Henry, you're profiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should we should make like at least we, one or two predictions. Yes, yes, we should. We should go around and and make we're just random predictions that mm-hmm. we think will happen between now and PAX. Obviously, the Xbox One mm-hmm. hasn't announced its release date yet, unless I'm wrong. It has not. It has not. Okay, I predict it will undercut PS4 by two weeks. Hmm. Come out on November first for no hmm. other reason than that. Uh, you know, as long as they're going to half-ass this launch thing, why not go all the way? They already seem like they're fighting dirty. So. Well, that would put it out three days before Call of Duty, so they would have Call of Duty Perfect. launch on the system. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone's going to buy it on Xbone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no one ever guaranteed that like, just because the game comes out that day that it's coming out on the next-gen platforms. Yeah. Dude, that's I don't no know. They've been kind of pushing it as a launch title. Yeah, so. they've been talking it up pretty... Uh, no, they did. They did say it was a launch title, didn't they? I think they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody else Bless have a prediction? Son. I have a prediction I'll sneeze okay. during it. You know what? I think that Hideki Kamiya, the director of Wonderful 101, will be doing a panel there, which I really wish I could go see. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll say something incendiary that will be that will be meant as a joke, but taken out of context by poor game journalists. <laughs> yes. yeah, Why poor point. ones specifically? Well, as in bad quality. Is there any oh, other kind? I see. Not, is not, no, they also don't have money. Not I mean, as in starving. They're all poor. They're yeah. the Guys who write ten dollar news stories who are like That's he only true. tweeted that Wonderful One One is coming out next week. Shit, type ed type type uh, type. Now I can buy a five dollar foot long and have five dollars left over. Nice. 
Oh. I'm glad that Subway paid for this week's episode. Yeah, so great. That's great. You only got that five dollar uh, foot long out of the prize van. The Subway prize van. I'm no good at this shit. Somebody else. Subway, Subway prize, prize van. Five dollar foot longs. I put Get your five dollar foot case on backwards. This is pretty difficult. Who else has? <laughs> Come on, another. I have uh, my packs prediction. Uh, this year's biggest hack cosplay outfit will be the Wii Fit trainer. Mm. Oh, People yeah, will yeah. be wearing like the green, the white green man suits underneath um, yoga <laughs> oh, pants. That's a good and idea. Yeah. It, it this will be this year's biggest hack cosplay. Mm. <laughs> Costume. <laughs> man, you're into that like a uh, late night bit. Thank you, professional. This will be this year. Uh, mine is that uh, at a party there will be half naked women, or at a panel, someone will say Uh-oh. something insensitive, and we're all going to be reading editorials about mm. it right now. Mm. And uh, that's not really a prediction as much as it is a fact in advance. Mm. <laughs> I you predict, have to guess who will write it. <clears throat> I predict oh, somebody's will briefcase it. will randomly fly open, spilling jelly beans everywhere, yes. and they will be roughly escorted by uh, security. Yes, Not but, the enforcers, but the uh, the older security who always mans the doors to the convention. As I'm halls. guessing, I struggle to help with and end up doing a... Running in place, mm-hmm. trip and fall mm-hmm. over the said jelly beans. Yep. yep. Jelly beans don't have the structural integrity. They're not ball bearings. Let's Chris. hope not. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna squish them. If I fall on my back, I'm screaming like Mar from Home Alone. Well, I, I predict. <laughs> I predict this will happen uh, at the top of the escalators. Just Ooh. because that's where those guards are all, always are. I also predict people will not get sick from swine flu, but from a new strain of flu Ooh. born on beanbags. I don't always wonder about that. There's like that floor that's nothing but sumo bags where everybody's yeah. just lying around playing Pokemon or whatever. It looks like it has such a great sense of camaraderie, but... Uh, you just oh, yeah. think about how gross those beanbags are. It also lives in I don't uh, Nintendo controller wallets. Mm. Yeah. Dudes, dudes in trench coats who never shower were lying on those things. Just think about that. I predict we'll have to make a rule this year about enforcers and kilts wearing underwear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want It'll to... finally be codified. Yep. Huh? I yep. forget who tweeted it, but I read this tweet. It was funny. It said, like, guys wearing utility kilts. Look, just... Say you want to wear dresses. It's cool. We don't yeah. care if you want to wear dresses. You don't need the fanny pack in front. If yeah, anything, it's, it's weighing you down and making you hotter. Dresses are fun. Just wear a Hotter dress. isn't sexier. Wear a dr- I, I'm totally for that. Whenever I travel outside the city, I'm like, man, a dress, mm-hmm. a breeze hitting me in the taint right I now don't, I don't is think just it's what I need. necessarily about the dress. I think it's like a misguided attempt to reconnect with one's Scottish heritage. It can't be. That I'm also feels like some it's almost exclusive to PAX in Seattle. I'm going to pose with this Claymore. That seems like some level of white supremacy to me, too, I think. I don't like that. <laughs> does it? Well, it's so just like you heard it here first, folks. Utilicate wearers are white supremacists. It does, it does suggest that well, everything just, white people have done in the past is correct like, and worth I, I guess just embracing the past of white lineage just yes. always feels Embracing like, past mistakes. Yeah. Same with like the... Rob the robot. Know, oh, I love <laughs> Thor and the Teutonic gods of the past. <laughs> they were the true... Uh, I, having read the book um, Lords of Chaos about the death metal scene, almost every single nationalistic movement in mm. the uh, Norwegian area comes from a respect for the Norse gods. Of yep. course. I wonder what they think of Marvel commercializing it. Uh, I hope they hate it. I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope they burn a lot of churches uh, because of that. Henry, are you okay with people who legit wear kilts because they're actually Scottish? Yeah, 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 
So it's just it's just people trying. My to... people, some of my lineage is Scottish. I'm totally cool. Oh, with some that. of your best lineage is Scottish. Is that what you're telling us? Some of my whitest lineage is Scottish. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, it's English and and Scots. Like that's that's how white I am. Guys, I'm not racist. I have Scottish friends. So. <laughs> I don't really. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> he's about yeah. He's, yeah, he's a friend, the right? Maury can, family. We got some news for you. He's actually Irish. Oh, yeah, I know. I would have played a scoop town. That's effect. true. He'd be Scrooge <laughs> MacDuck <laughs> Mac if, if he was Scottish. Anyway, uh, we talking about something? Yeah, let's talk about this week's top five, huh? Which is mm-hmm. for no other reason than I was I was sitting in my computer chair looking at my shelves trying to come up with a topic for this week, and I saw. Mm-hmm. A game that we will discuss shortly, but I thought it'd be interesting to do something about games that were either disowned by their actual creators or by the creators who created the series that they're part of. You know, either because they're horrible or just because the creator thought that they didn't match up with his original vision, his or her, I guess. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's is. get started. Number five. Number five. Welcome to the network. How many times have you been told you can make a difference? How many times have people promised to save the world? And then let the world down? At the network, we don't just believe in words. We believe in action. We believe the world needs solutions. We believe the solution is you. Any guesses? We talk like this. There are no guesses because none of you played this because nobody fucking played Body Count. True. Which was... Ah, yeah. Ice-T. This this was... What what prompted this list was I looked at a copy of Body Count that Mm -hmm. was sitting on my shelf that I I stole when uh, P-Tom went under and we got to all raid the game's closet. Uh, I really missed those (laughs) (laughs) Blu-rays. I know, right? Mm -hmm. But... Uh, looking at it, I remembered meeting with uh, Stuart Black, creator of Black and also Body Count, about Enemy Front, I think, was the, the, the World War II game he was working on that has since been canceled. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, and I was like, oh, man, I'm such a big fan. I really love playing Black. And he's like, oh, did you play Body Count? And I'm like, oh, no, but I can. He's like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he um, wow. apparently left Codemasters like yeah, halfway through. Yeah, he was through. gone before it was out. Definitely. Yeah, it was, it was, he, he left before the production was over. Uh, he does not like it. He apparently does not agree with a bunch of the design choices that were made. I can see Codemasters compromising yeah. it if he doesn't have the sway to do what he wants in it. Like, and not going to catch me talking shit about Codemasters. You know, l- looking up on it, like I wasn't able to find right. him publicly saying it was shit. Mm. Although he did say it. he said it directly to me. Mm. But uh, publicly, like in an interview on the record, he was just saying things like, "Well." You know, when I went to Codemasters, it wasn't to make another shooter. I didn't want to make another shooter. I wanted to make an open-world cop game. Mm. But, like, a year or so into post into pre-production, uh, Codemasters decided it was a little too rich for their blood. And they thought, like, well, why don't you just make a shooter since that's quicker? The body count is kind of an interesting shooter in that it kind of continues the idea from Black where... Like, what if your guns could destroy everything? Mm-hmm. And so there are, like, all these bits of the environment that you can tear apart with, with gunfire. And so it should have been that, called environment count. Yeah, environment count. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> it it's also funny. just a very fast-paced count. Brick count. Brick count. Yeah. Brick. Mm. She's a brick. 
I'm done. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Very, very fast-paced shooter. Very arcadey. Um, I just like the idea of like instead of like destructible environments, the new thing is kill the environment. Kill the environment. Yeah. Kill it. <laughs> Shoot it in the air. Good job, soldier. Uh. <laughs> you've, you've destroyed air. Uh-huh. Just stay frosty or don't. Shoot them clouds. I just remember he was building in, kill squad. Interviews <laughs> with that guy seemed it, it seemed like the Molyneux effect to me, where it was like. Every European journalist was like, "Yo, like just jump at a chance to interview him," while Americans were like, "Who's that guy again?" Man, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I also noticed trying to find reviews of it Mm -hmm. before I actually broke down and played it, so that I would have something to say about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like all of the the reviews on Metacritic, at least all the top rated ones that I looked at first uh, were from European sites. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a race, they <laughs> as a race, the European race. Yeah, that's why I don't make a purchase until I hear from 3D Wagos mm. <laughs> or Pellet from fi- of Finland. 3D Wagos, 3D Wagos, Wagos, Wagos. Yeah, I don't know. Body count just kind of came and went. Like also, Codemasters didn't really advertise it at all. I felt like no, they like we never had a, an idea of what that game was really about. Like the only promotion stuff I remember us getting was like. All had to do with like that that huge black guy with like the skull face paint. I barely remember that. Yeah, he was like in all their promo materials, and then like the first it wasn't Manhunt. The, no, the first promo trailer is just like him, you know, being awesome and killing a bunch of dudes, and then he gets killed by some other guy in armor at the end. But the cover is just a gun, right? Yeah, it's literally what just a, a gun. Boring ass. And you're you're a nameless operative for the network, which we heard from earlier. Which apparently mm. just sends mercenaries to trouble areas, something? If I was black, I would be ashamed of that. Mm. Uh, well, wait a minute. That, that. If you were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you about to come out as a black person? Mm. It'd be pretty great. <laughs> Get the real ratings here. <laughs> Henry Gilbert, black. I can see it across Ladies the sun. gentlemen, I'm black. All right. Moving mm. on. Number four. Ah. The dragon sword. So your father is still in the sacred wilderness. Yes. He has entrusted me with the sword while he continues his training. He never seems satisfied with the power he wields. <laughs> so that... What is this? That is from Ninja Gaiden Sigma. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for PS3, mm-hmm. which Tomonobu Itagaki publicly hated on. Like, really fucking venomous comments, even though it was basically just a port of the game he made. If I recall, it's a, yeah, that was made by a subordinate. And, like, that's yeah. really cool. You, my first interview ever in the industry was with you for this game. Uh-huh. I, I remember. Ever. I think we interviewed the subordinate. We did. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it was for the DS one. Well, because Itagaki, he it was, only, it was Sigma. Itagaki only wanted that game on the Xbox. He felt it was compromised appearing on the PlayStation system. Well, it was not everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says he, he spoke to CVG mm-hmm. uh, and they asked him, "Oh, um, you know, what did what did you think of how Sigma turned out?" And he said, "It was no good." And then the reviewer or the the interviewer was just asked, "Like, really? I thought it was good." And he said, "All you need to do is play Ninja Gaiden Two and then try and play Sigma afterwards, and you'll see why." Despite the fact, uh. despite the fact that it's a next generation console, there's no evolution whatsoever. That was made not by me, but by one of my subordinates, Told who you. basically tried to copy the success of Ninja Gaiden. And then it's hard to think there's anything a, lost it was in a translation. Port. There. He didn't try to copy it; yeah. he was he porting the game. Well, there's yeah. a new character in it. 
I think I think part of the objection came from the fact that like it was just basically an uprezzed version of the Xbox game. Uh-huh. So what? which which we we all knew when we looked at it, we were like, why don't they just make a new game? I'm well, start a why don't they release Ninja a multi-platform? Yeah, well, it was it was Ninja Gaiden, then Ninja Gaiden Black, which was a retooled version, then Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which was the PS3 version, and then Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus the Vita launch game. Mm-hmm. Just What's, so they could resell. Oh no more mm. using Black as a versioning up word. Mm-hmm. Twisted Metal Black. Yeah, good game. Yeah. But from here on out, the new Black is Henry, feather. You, you sure you Ninja don't want to come out of Black? Feather. No, not yet. No. <laughs> Save that for sweeps. So very. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had Stuart Black in the last entry. Black, black, black. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's black, Sarun in video games. E- oh, <laughs> sorry. Someone's uh, going to take that out of context. Oh, it's okay. I'm Italian, I think. It's okay. Promise it's me you me. won't take that out of context. People. I will not. Uh, guys, Chris, Chris can't be racist. He's Italian. Itagaki's a real grumpy Gus. And I also think... I did play Ninja Gaiden 2, mm-hmm. and that was not good. <laughs> it was actually, it uh, took a lot of the things that were good, what I liked about Ninja Gaiden, which I beat three times, and made it worse. Like, it was supposed really? to be better. Well, yeah. One of the big things was they were supposed to be like, hey, this is, you won't be trapped in any, like, state where you'll never be able to get out of it because mm-hmm. you came to the level with too low of health and then mm-hmm. you saved. And that is exactly what happened to me in Chapter 7 of that game. And I would die and have to watch the same three-minute cutscene again, mm-hmm. fight four huge cyborgs that would blow, like, would explode me, and then I would die Not blow and you. have to restart it. Yeah, they would explode me. <laughs> we all have dreams. So did you play Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 at all? No, I played Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus. I did not because play Sigma 2. Sigma 2, I was never entirely right. clear on, like, wait, so is this an adaptation of Ninja Gaiden 2, or is this it an is original two. game? No, it Because is the only thing I ever saw of it was, like, look, you can control their tits with the analog, with the, with the, uh, the six-axis movement. Well the, other change, well, the other change in it was that they got rid of all the... Uh, Don't say boobs. No, body parts. The <laughs> oh, that's right. All the, all the blood and, yeah, yeah gore. body part. That was... Itagaki seemed very excited by the fact that Ninja Gaiden 2 on the powerful new Xbox 360 mm-hmm. could have corpses that would not disappear, which mm-hmm. and blood on the walls that wouldn't go away. Yeah. What what's more, during the same interview that I was quoting earlier, he actually like they asked him like so he he just was like totally down on the PS3, loved the 360. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer asked like so we'll never see Ninja Gaiden 2 on PS3. And he said like no, no, and he says uh, we've announced it as an Xbox 360 exclusive, but I don't own Tecmo, the company. But if Ninja Gaiden 2, well, if it, meaning Ninja Gaiden 2 coming to PS3, mm. were to ever happen, it would be a loss of face for everyone involved. Wow. I had no idea he hated PlayStation so much. He yeah. was saying this when he was on his way out of the company, though. Like, he knew. I think at that point he Maybe. knew he was a few months away from leaving. Maybe. It's just like, that's true. fucking, like, hardcore. There was that that another interview console loyalty. where he said unicorns are sexy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's kind, he's kind, I interviewed him once, and he's kind of a dick. I have to say. Uh, like honestly, my my one experience with Tomonobu Itagaki was when he came to our office Super to demonstrate uh, Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword mm-hmm. on DS, and he like, uh, I, I I got handed a copy of the game and I was kind of trying to puzzle through it, and he like leaned over my shoulder and like started directing me 
like firsthand, and he was like super nice about yeah. it. And it's like my my impression of him is he's a very nice guy. He was but he was very very cool. He that has point. that really dickish public persona. Yeah. Well, he was in that persona that day with me because I was told I get a half hour with him. Fifteen minutes in, he's like, "We're done. This is your I think last that's, question." That's and the wow. evidence to his credit that he's that is part of him being a dick is a public persona. Well, but it was also like he, he never said, appears without sunglasses. This mm-hmm. is for the game Devil's Third, mm-hmm. which never existed, yeah. really. But he was supposed to, he promised it was going to be a, uh, him and Hadoge promised mm-hmm. it was going to be a TGS, and it was not. And so when I asked him, like, so Devil's Third, it was supposed to be here. He's like, it is going great, and it's perfect, and the gun play is awesome. We use a new system for that. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, That's what I asked. Mm-hmm. And what about, would you ever go back to fighting games? Like, no, no, I would not. And then I asked him, like, what about, you know, what do you think Western release? And, like, he was, I'll admit, it was kind of a boilerplate question that mm-hmm. every Japanese dev probably gets asked to the point that they are sick to death of it. When they're like, when a white person asks him, so what about Western games do you think makes a difference from Japanese games? Burp, burp, burp. And so, yeah, it's probably how it sounded to him when I said it. <laughs> and then he was just like, uh, he just kind of rolled his eyes. And then it also, there was two moments in it where he, like at the very start, he answered one question and then he, through his translator, said, if you, now, when you transcribe this, do not edit it. What she says is what I'm saying. So you only put that there. I want you to promise me you're not going to edit it. It's like I promise you, I wasn't planning on it. And and then, like she, he corrects a word she uses in English. Like she said, like and and then I was like, well, wait, if you speak English, what? Let's just be totally open here. Then, well, maybe she speaks it better than he does. Well, I think I think it's more so the PR handlers just don't like want him to say something wrong, and so they'll have this one more level of. Of a safety net there that she can just not say something he says, but maybe anyway, mm-hmm. he was a grump. Yeah. I did an interview recently with someone hated I can't say who uh, was on the phone with a PR handler on the phone with me, uh, taking just about like every fifth sentence off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can't use that. Can't use that. Like just interjecting to say uh, everything he just said. Nope, nope, nope. Off the record. I'm like. Jeez. Why am Man, I I've never f- had that? Yeah. So I actually I got it transcribed and went through it, and they're like, I couldn't even publish it because n- he said great stuff. What would happen if you did? Um, it would destroy a relationship with the company that oh. we. I saw a Nintendo. There's, I, there's the Neo Gap post. Right I at the very least had a Nintendo <laughs> interview uh, recently where, like, I kept trying to slip in more questions about bigger Nintendo history than just the new game they were showing, and the the PR person there was like. All right, come on. This is about this game. Keep the questions of that. But they they didn't tell me strike that question, strike that answer. They let me keep the one answer. It doesn't happen that often, but I mean, if someone says in an interview off the record, I mean, you, re- you respect yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I respect that. Um, I'm not like yeah. Katie Holmes in Thanks for sm- Thank You for Smoking. Yeah, but I'll but I'll hold on to the transcript and 10 years down the line when I don't work in this, I'll just release it and it'll be great. Or you can say it on a podcast and no one will listen. That's Tyler Wilds, off the record. <laughs> or you can My put it, life in the, <laughs> the game. Actually, I violated that once when with the, the Michel Ancel interview that I did really? a few years ago, <gasps> which nobody ever read because it talks about how... The dicks? Well, yeah, the dicks. But I was thinking, in that case, it talks about like the Beyond Good and Evil 2 and he, oh, yeah. him confirming it will happen next gen and then like... Every six months or so since then, and it's like, 
he says it's happening next gen, like referencing something he said to somebody else. It's like I reported that. Years I hate ago. when uh, yeah, I really hate when you report something and then no one. It's a tree that falls in the wood and uh-huh. no one notices, and then yeah. three months later, uh, a bigger it. news site is like, we got a quote from this guy about this, and then it just spreads everywhere. Yeah. Like I have, but this. In, anyway, yes, it was the Dicks thing where he was. Saying because they had an artist who was just like literally drawing dicks everywhere, like all over their <laughs> office. Like there were just he he just there like dick doodles just stuck onto people's computers that he left there. And so I asked about that, and it's like, is any of that making it into the game? And he's like, huh, just look at that guy's nose, and he like points at a teen scene. He's like, don't don't print that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I had to print that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we should move on. Yeah. Did you print should. him saying don't print that? Yes. Good. Number three. I'm here with a man known only as the Postal Dude. Yeah, I hate that fucking name. Uh, okay, do you have a real name? I forget. Kids, don't do drugs. (laughs) Too much green health herb. Or meth. (laughs) Just kidding, kids. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Haha, edgy. Man, I'm, I'm disowning having listened to that. I refuse to believe I was here for this. <laughs> that is from Postal 3, which is kind of awful. And it was, it was, it's kind of weird because I was, I was sort of a fan of Postal 2 and that I liked the open world aspect until the actual plot kicked in. And I, I just like played the demo to death, wandering around this town and, and whacking people's heads off with a shovel and then peeing on their corpses. Right. But uh, Postal 3 came out and it was like very low profile you couldn't get it on steam at first it was kind of hard to find information on it it's still a yeah. little bit hard to find videos i mean and that's almost part of its strategy like yeah appearing well, underground-ish it turned out that it wasn't handled by running with scissors so that means postal 2 is the last game that running with scissors really developed but mm. it was handled by their russian publisher akella and what? the they said, like, well, they had a lot more resources than we did, so it made sense for them to take this on. But then they were hit really hard by these economic problems in 2007, 2008. And so what they turned out was not at all what they expected. And uh, there's a thing with Vince Desi uh, lifted from... Vince Desi being the, the head of Running With Scissors, lifted from Wikipedia, where he refers to it as a mistake we will not repeat a disaster and it was a disaster due to outsourcing so and and you you look at postal 3 like i've i've watched a playthrough or two and it's just like a very straightforward like third person shooter it doesn't look very good oh um and and to the point running with scissors has disowned it to the point where they no longer sell or advertise it on their site hmm. <laughs> and they put up things saying we are taking this down where where you can no longer buy it through us we think this is the best thing for the community they don't just, refer to it as Postal 3. They refer to it as uh, Russian Postal or Akela's spinoff. Mm. So they could just put out a new one and just call it Postal 3. Mm. Trying to figure out who the postal community is. Is there a, uh, <laughs> is there a community of people? The, just, the people who still play Share the Pain and Fudge Pack or whatever. Just gather called, around it in forums and go, so what did you guys do in Postal today? <laughs> mm. Oh, well, I killed some people and peed on them. What did you do? Yeah, I peed on some people. I, I lit some people on fire and <laughs> peed on them. You know what? Let's talk tomorrow. I maintain my integrity. <laughs> I did. I, did you? You think they're more ashamed of Postal 3 than the film Postal? 
I totally forgot. That, that contains kids in the hall, Dick, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, the creators appear in the movie, don't they? As the ninja. Yes, Vince Desi appears in the movie and strangles Uva Bowl, and and is I think he's the one who shoots him in the balls ultimately. Yeah, that's right. And then Uva Bowl is in Postal Three, although I haven't seen that part of the game with mm. him. Um, eh, Postal Three. I mean, I wasn't. Those Postal games just look like trash. Like, well, like. What people that people that misunderestimate and don't understand Saints Row, I think that's what they think. Mm-hmm. That is what Postal is. Yeah. What they think Saints Row is. But they don't know that Saints Row is a masterpiece. You said of, misunderestimate. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was intentional. Yeah, Postal. Yeah. I've never. I've just never. It's never appealed to me in any way. I, I'm afraid. My my best memory of Postal is uh, they released a demo, and at the time, no one released a full. It's the full game. You get to play for ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then you bring down the um, oh, what's the word? The tilde key. Oh, oh yeah. the the console. Yeah. They bring down the console, and you type in "Don't stop" or something. It wasn't even playing. piracy. It was just like you just play through the whole and game. You take the time limit off the demo. You basically. take the time limit off the demo, and it oh, was, wow. and you <laughs> just play the whole game for free. And that's how I played Postal too. Nice. Yeah. Also, also a nice quote from uh, Running with Scissors, John Merchant. Saying the game is a broken mess and should not be sold, we stopped selling the game ourselves some time ago when it became apparent that neither us or the community would get the SDK tools. We don't regard it as the third postal game, just a dodgy spinoff that should never have happened. Dodgy! Wow. Yeah. So think about how bad a game has to be before running with scissors will say it's bad. (laughs) Boy, yeah, Jesus, that has to be the worst. Sorry, Postal Two fans, but you have kind of bad taste in games. I mean it. It wasn't so much the design decisions. It just didn't live up to the the postal code of ethics and, mm-hmm. and, and the mission statement. Peeing on Emmanuel mm. Lewis was nothing like peeing on Gary Coleman. It's yeah. true. Mm. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you think Ron Jeremy being in a game is hilarious, you will probably <laughs> love this game. If you think the name Ron Jeremy... If that sends you into yeah. fits of giggles. If you think it's funny, but you don't really know who he is, <laughs> this game is probably for you. You just think of his name and a picture of a penis goes into your head. Uh-huh. I'm glad James Dean is becoming the new face of male porn stars. Like, and finally someone attractive and not a hideous troll. Yes. Not everybody gets to bang a Disney person and become famous. <laughs> well, now he, fa- now he Every porn banging star. her, everybody else. Oh, he like, did? Yeah. Well, it simulated sex in a movie. He's supposed to masturbate to that. Well, you you know that illusion. going in with a, fil- with a theatrical release film. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes they, uh, they, they do it for reals. Yeah. Did you read the piece about the making of that movie? Mm-hmm. I yeah, did, actually. hilarious shit. Which yeah. movie? The, uh, the Canyons. Uh, the new Paul Schrader, uh, Breast Easton Ellis, um, Kickstarter film. Oh, was that the one that Lindsay Lohan and porn star James Dean? Oh, okay. As and they're as usual for Breast Easton Ellis characters, they're hateful sociopaths that yep. hurt each other and take uh, advantage yes. of people. Sounds like Breast Easton Ellis. And but they also get naked and fuck, and so like, I think and like Lindsay Lohan did it for like no yeah, money. Like, she did it for no money, and she was like, oh, this is an artistic film, and it'll get me back on top. And it actually just made her look, like, more desperate and sad. But does she get on top in yeah, the movie? Yeah. Okay. Even in a three-way with another girl. Oh, wow. So that's no. That's, like, changes you, everything. It's mentioned in the story. So she, the important thing is she can tell herself she hasn't been reduced to doing porn. That was, uh, did you see the the sadly prophetic Saturday Night Live 
uh, opening monologue she did, like as the beginning of her tabloid troubles, where Amy Poehler plays her from the future, and she like lowers in from the things like, Lindsay, it's me, it's you from the future. I need to tell you not to make some of these mistakes. Don't get this Bo Bice tattoo. <laughs> and she's like, and all, and she's like, well, what are you doing? Her current self, she's like, well, what are you doing? And she says, well, I'm hosting the show Nightcaps on Cinemax. And she's like, you mean I'm doing porn? No, you're hosting porn. It's it's totally different. <laughs> Speaking of porn, number two. Oh, scat, got it. <laughs> but I, I told you, man, he's my uncle. I'm just doing my job. Now, come on, Larry. Quit clowning around. Get in here. He tasered me. Oh, jeez. You're glad they didn't get to the cavity search. How did you get here so quickly? Well, my trailer park's just three blocks away. You should well, I'm glad you could spare the time. Here, let <clears throat> me show you around. So that is, uh, I, I want to say, of course. Yes, it's Jeffrey Tambor as Leisure Suit Larry. The original Leisure Suit Larry in Leisure Suit Larry box office bust. Ah, is he not very so. good? Is he not very good with his money? I guess. Well, the thing is, like that that game was really weird, and that a lot of people who were should have been way better were in it. <laughs> Fucking Dave Attell was in it as like a mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger type character, and it's just like that's the worst performance I've ever heard from anybody. Like <laughs> this is a line reading where all the emphasis is on the wrong syllables. Sweet dream, sweetheart. So nah. like he, he just <laughs> talked like he does. <laughs> yeah, on basically. Yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, Jane Lynch is in it. Fucking who's the guy who well, plays Lynch Brock Samson? I'm blanking Lynch on his name. Oh, uh, Putty. No, not Putty. On <laughs> uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, the, what's his name? Who? Say it again. The guy who plays Brock Samson. I'm blanking on. It's it. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Thank, Thank you. you. He's in it as like some brainless Hollywood star. And I like that. Yeah, and that, that game was weird in that like everybody had like these really gigantic round teeth. But anyway, <laughs> well, yeah, him and what? Jeffrey Tambor, like all those people, they're just like, oh, uh, an afternoon, seven thousand dollars. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. Oh, none of these people, sure. I don't know. None of these people seem like people who would agree to be in that game. Not that they wouldn't agree to be in a game, but like Patrick mm-hmm. Warburton does everything. Though, they got like that he's... pitch and that script. Patrick Warburton makes money while the sun shines. That's yeah, but I'm. I... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm talking um, Jane oh, Lynch. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Jane Lynch wasn't Glee's Jane Lynch at the time. That's true. Hank. No, but and the thing is, like, you play this. Patrick Warburton. You play this, and it's so painfully obvious it was made like a year or two before, and then <laughs> like sat on the shelf. It got. It, it was originally uh, Vivendi, and then Vivendi <laughs> went under, and it sat on the shelf, and then it got bought by Codemasters, and like so many of the jokes have just been like cut off at the knees because somebody will be talking and. Like say what's obviously supposed to be some celebrity's name, and it's just bleeped, oh, and yeah. and then the subtitles just say uh, it has brackets and says like name removed on legal advice. Really? Yeah, yeah and which at first seems like a joke, but then it seems yeah. like now their then, lawyers then it, were just too pussy. Yeah, then it like does that. it constantly, and it's like, oh my god, what the hell happened to this piece of shit? Well, what happened is the Codemasters, uh-huh. who run Codemasters, uh, in their robes, uh, sat around <laughs> a, uh, a long mahogany table. We and, uh, do. We do. <laughs> and uh, had their Codemasters meeting. Uh-huh. Yeah, where they went through the script it, and had it is a silly name for a major publisher. <laughs> it is one of the greatest old school yes, names yeah. where every software company was like, 
some kind of like ultra soft. Yes. It would micro. be a great name for in 1985. Best mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best games micro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but th- this is one, you know, relating it to the topic. That Al Lowe, mm-hmm. creator of the Leisure Suit Larry series, he doesn't like it, right? He really well. He he had a a blog post about it mm-hmm. where he said like the only thing I know about this is what I've read. They didn't reach out to me. They didn't try to involve me in any way. This was made completely without my consent or involvement. And then he just like goes on to quote a whole bunch of really negative reviews. So he never played it. Before saying, uh, you know, just what what he's heard about it. And he says, oh, well, can't be worse than Magna Cum Loud, can it? Now that the reviews are in, the answer is yes, it can. And, like, all these terrible quotes. And then at the end of the post is just, thank you, VU Games, for keeping me completely away from this latest disaster. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, those games really uh, lowered the level of discourse for the Leisure Suit series. <laughs> I they know. Really, I lo- I, they brought yeah. it down. You it's know? sad. I true. love the original Leisure Suit Larry games, but seeing Al Lowe get on a high horse mm-hmm. over writing and game quality. <laughs> yeah, but then he, he actually came back and, and I think he helped out with the Leisure Suit Larry Remastered, which what, also was totally, not well received. Well, he was totally in on the HD restart oh, yeah, yeah, behind yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, our reviewer. Didn't know like it. No. Well, what I heard about it was that it was just it had a million winks to the Kickstarter people. Like it was mm-hmm. just so. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about that with some of those games. Like it's mm-hmm. a cool idea to get people to fund yep. a game they're going to want, but then when it becomes like, that well, I'm just going to say right now, Johnny that, B appears. Yeah, in there. That shit made Oregon Trail's credits way too long. <laughs> Ruined it for you. <laughs> See, I haven't played a kickstarted game yet. They none of the ones I kickstarted have come out, so I'll be. Hmm. Um, I doubt they're going to do anything to the defense two to defense grid two. Mm. Nah, FDL was kickstarted. It was great, but it was kind of before people started putting in things like I think mm-hmm. uh, before stretch goals, stretch goals yeah. became a thing, and before like we'll put your name in the game kind of became a thing. Meanwhile, Double Fine will apparently never put out there. Stop <laughs> it! No, they're going to kickstart it five more times. He got ten. I it, it drives me crazy. He got ten times what he said he. And when I say he, I mean Tim Schafer. But mm-hmm. Double Fine got ten times what they said they needed Budget to make balloon. the game. <laughs> Ten times what they said, but basically and they can't make it. How many times, Henry? Ten times, ten and times. then they're ten like, times. "Hey, we're." Then a year later, like, "I know you gave us four million dollars, but we can't even finish half of it." No, no, so, listen, what did they do then? Then they said, "We'll try to sell you half of it, and then see if your friends will also buy it, so then we can make the end of it." No, they said, "We're going to put the first half on Steam Early Access, mm-hmm. and we're going to use that money to keep." developing the second half of it that's fine they went over budget it this is the kind like Man, when you are investing really in cool. kickstarter you are the publisher yeah time except, to deal with what publishers actually deal with yeah, just developers and, going over and budget when we, and, we talked about this weeks ago on the on the cast and i think what i said then was we are finding out why no publisher wants to work with tim schaefer <laughs> exactly oh, yeah no. if we're the publisher then i want to be bobby Kotick to go in there and be like Hey, you dumb nerds! The, you said it. This had a ship date, and I'm not giving you more money. Well, Get no. it out of your fire. You're like, the publisher, and that you have to deal with it. You're not the publisher, and that you donated money. So, or that I get to reap any profits, <laughs> any eventual profits. Jesus, uh, let's just cut all that out. <laughs> all uh, the coughing. 
Yes. And they're knocking over the microphone. I'm just saying. I don't think what they did is so bad. I think this is what happens with the game. This is the stuff we don't hear about. And this is why games get delayed and why publishers drop games and we go, oh, those jerks at Activision hate us. No, the developer probably went like a billion dollars over budget. Like, that happens. Mm-hmm. Or Activision and hates on, us. On the rare maybe. occasion I've made something creatively and like, this is due tomorrow. Needs more time. But it's due tomorrow. Like, I really wish we weren't having this conversation. Like, well, then raise my salary. Yeah, like, <laughs> get more people. Like, I've been telling you this for weeks. and th- Whatever, this shit, this shit just happens. I don't know. I just think we're seeing into the industry now with this Kickstarter stuff, and that's good. We're getting mm-hmm. an idea of how it works and how creative people work and why creative people don't hit deadlines because yeah. they get too excited by their own ideas and mm-hmm. it gets too big. People are very accepting when Valve's like, eh. Yeah. Well, against Valve, it's like they didn't get your money first. They're like, well, you don't care. They didn't suck it. Like they they're didn't. They're getting our money every day <laughs> on Steam in Dota. That's why they're the bank. They're the they're, as they say. You're talking the to water. a guy just who has recently dropped thirty dollars on Ducktales foil trading cards. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to increase my Steam level. I bought a bunch of trading cards mm-hmm. myself. Anyway, what what do we do? Those leisure suit Larry. Leisure suit Larry. So. Well, he, he, right. didn't, he didn't really like Magna Cum Loud either, but that one was at least closer in structure to the things he used to do. It was an adventure game about a short, pathetic loser trying to get laid. Like crafting a condom out of toothpicks and a pigeon rectum? Uh-huh. Yeah, basically. And then the, the sequel was just like this weird open world game about running around and Larry keeps getting hit on the head and goes into the movies, which is such an original oh, plot device yeah. that it's only been used once by every Saturday morning cartoon. I was going to bring it back to Looney Tunes. So. And, and, then that too, yeah. well, and then at that point, it just becomes a series of stale movie parodies. Yeah, and not even really parodies of any specific movie, just like, here's a bunch of lame western tropes that we combine into a quote-unquote movie. I love Al Lowe because he has a very classical sense of humor. Mm. He's like a comedian in a polyester suit Mm -hmm. I see in the Catskills. Yeah. (laughs) What I'm baffled by is how that guy... I still find that entertaining. ...became a game designer... And, and then that's his only thing is that is those games. Like mm-hmm. if you asked him about uh, what do you think of Mass Effect, I mean he wouldn't know. Like <laughs> no, he he's a game designer who knows about Leisure Suit Larry, and that's uh-huh. all he knows. He's a comedian who knows about Leisure Suit Larry, and that's what he knows. Uh, what else did he did he like work he's on like done Space other Quest stuff. or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was part of the. Well, I mean back then, if you worked on Sierra Online, you worked on all those games yeah. on some level. You worked on all games. Was he yeah. one of the two guys from Andromeda? Who was I'm not the biggest Sierra drama. Sure, I'm not the biggest Sierra experts. Okay, I do know I that. I know most there's a of, reference to Space dead. Quiff Quest in that. What Space Quiff? Uh, Space, Space Quiff. Quiff. <laughs> Sierra. That was like the 40s, Ew. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Space yeah. Quiff. <laughs> we are not biting that any jokes. <laughs> Sierra is the Orion of video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. I like that. Eat it, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want the cake. He was trying to rescue his people. This is your fault, goddammit! Stop right there, Lugo. What it is, he wouldn't listen to have a choice. He turned us into fucking cowards! That's enough, Sergeant! No! No! So that is Spec Ops The Line. Get one shot, you... Sorry. And I should, I should be clear here. Spec Ops The Line was not... Uh, disowned by its creators. Mm-hmm. Spec Ops The Line's multiplayer mm. was shit on hard was by it? the creators of the single player. Yes. 
Yeah, um, Corey oh, Davis. I remember that, yeah. I've never played the multiplayer, but yeah. there has. I can see there being some disconnect. Well, like I, I played it and I thought, like, well, this isn't really anything special, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just you know standard uh, the shooter stuff. The line is very much special. Yeah, but that's th- true. The single player is thematically mm-hmm. even having multiplayer kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. kicks. If themes had balls, yes, yeah, themes <laughs> balls are getting kicked well, by the multiplayer. Taking players on the on a journey through the the horrors of war, uh-huh. and then asking them to have fun with war, yep, has to be a little weird, a little bit weird. But in an interview with Polygon, uh, the lead designer Corey Davis said the multiplayer mode of Spec Ops: The Line was <laughs> never a focus of the development, but the publisher was determined to have it anyway. It was literally a checkbox that the financial prediction said we needed. And 2K was relentless in making sure that it happened, even at the detriment of the overall project and the perception of the game. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad That's he right. could say that. He yeah, goes on to call it a low-quality <coughs> Call of Duty clone in third person, which tossed out the creative pillars of the product. And I, I, I say that as someone in the trailer, uh, my quote is slid down. Is My quote, uh, the main character slides down. <laughs> in one of the line. praise trailers, yeah, oh, oh, it's slides down really embarrassing. Just because, <laughs> like, I, I said something I thought was silly, and like, you really want to use that? Yeah, you're not going to use that. And then the main character like slides up, interacts with my words, and wow. really weird. Oh, that's strange. And yeah. it says, it says, it says, it's set. I set my brain on fire. PC gamer. I'm like, man, PC gamer's going to hate me. I don't <laughs> even work there anymore. Yeah, we love it. I can, uh, yeah, well, it's nice to hear that guy confirm what I my fears are sometimes with multiplayer games, that it's je- multiplayer in-games, that it's just a checkbox put there yeah. by a financial advisor. Oh, absolutely, so, because they don't want it to be dumped into bargain bins. It's dangerous it to way. not have extended content in your game after a store. Yeah, I'm being it's devil's advocate, situation. but from the top of 2K, I get it going, um, we're going to have multiplayer? No. Why it's, not? Yeah, the thing is, let's, like, if, let's you, have that. if it's Can multiplayer have that? and it's not good multiplayer, then that's not going to stop people right, from exactly. dumping the game anyway. But they're also, it's also like, okay, we're giving you this much money to make this game. But people um, don't always do their research. It's, it's sort of like if you imagine yourself as a kid with a, a biannual $60 budget, does it have multiplayer? If you imagine yourself as a parent asking, my son wants multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Or my. He Daughter, says, don't jump on me. Uh, right. once they, they want online. They want an online game. I then you get can that one. You can say that at the register. That that is a bigger deal. Well, yeah, because if it has online, then theoretically your kid is going to be playing it all for. Theoretically, you're months, getting more for your three money. Months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should. It's, their online component should have just been a web browser that goes to WikiLeaks, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the, oh, that's, that's the online that's component. A good idea. Me, me personally, I would just love to get like what I really don't like is the idea that every game is sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. You don't have multiplayer, maybe you don't be sixty dollars. You don't have single player, maybe you don't be sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that as the the Polygon interview goes on. Uh, Corey Davis gets a more and more vitriolic. The multiplayer game's tone is entirely different. The game mechanics were raped to make it happen. Oh, it was a whoa. waste of money. No one is playing it, and I don't even feel like it's part of the overall package. It's another game rammed onto the disc like a cancerous growth, <laughs> threatening wow. to destroy the best things about the experience that the team at Jaeger put their heart uh, and souls okay, so into creating. Not, he's not go, just mad about it. He's, uh, he's like R-word mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to use this puffball games journalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. 
Wow. And then, like, at the end, it's just, like, some, some muttering in parentheses about how it's bullshit, should not exist. There's no doubt that it's an overall failure. Like, so just, I wish it just said, like, <laughs> muttering, like, in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Some muttering. Right. And, and I, I played the, the, the bit at the beginning, partly, so I could just juxtapose it. You know, think about that, like, oh, you made us into killers, you fucking asshole. No, killing people. Men losing their mind on yeah. camera in front yeah. of you that you, you are partially responsible for. Meanwhile, this is the tone of multiplayer. And then at the end of a match... You know, in war, the object is to not lose. Really fits in with the very sad, somber... I mean, the horrors of war, I feel it. I feel the emotion. Yeah, I feel the horror of... Those words were like Sometimes losing. Also, mechanically, like... Spec Ops wasn't a good shooter. It wasn't a great shooter. No, it wasn't. It doesn't have the gameplay... That you would play and go like, well, this could be a good multiplayer. I I consider it one of the more underrated games of the generation. There's a Mm. lot of things I love about it. And it's one of those few games, for what it's trying to do, I feel everybody, everybody should play. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's it's one of those things, like, I reviewed it for Mm P-Tom. And it's like, this story is absolutely amazing. I love it. The action is just really kind of generic and mediocre. So... I kind of have to score it based on that. So I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10. I I, I can see where you're coming from, but Mm -hmm. it's still like, I can't believe anybody did this. Yeah. Let alone with an established... It is an established franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of. It was like a a weird budget franchise. An anti-war war war game. And, and, And... Wore that on its sleeve the whole time. Yeah, well, Metal Gear's always done that, just it not has, as effectively. And not as brutally. Yes. Not as, yeah. Not Metal, as, Metal Gear does it in the sense that, like, people you like will die, and you might have to kill them. <laughs> Whereas this is like, you just torched a bunch of yeah. civilians. Are you happy about it? Here, yeah. walk around their you corpses. You feel like a hero yet? Yeah, put that guy out of his misery. You did this. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do yeah. that right now. Uh-huh. You could have averted this if you just turned it off and yes. played a different game, but no. <laughs> <laughs> You've caused real pain uh-huh, to virtual people. No, it's Ender's game. You're doing this. I st- oh no! I still think that's profoundly <laughs> interesting, and, this, and that game should not be forgotten for what it tried to do. No, it I made a very interesting interactive experience. More anti-war yeah. Yeah. games. Yeah, really good. Less mm-hmm. Medal of Honor, more fighter. Mm-hmm. More of that. More, I, I, more I, I already war. forgot what you just said. Yeah, just the words didn't even hear it come out of your mouth and just <laughs> vaporize like the uh, smoke from your e-cigarette. Medal of Honor <laughs> whore puncher. <laughs> <laughs> they could have been called that. Yeah. It would have been fun. Can I throw in a, uh, a brown a, assassin? Uh, a bonus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, every game Peter Molyneux has made, he disowns all of them <laughs> after the fact. Yes, it's it, it, it's always like a bunch of hype followed by a bunch of apologies. <laughs> I mean, if and it, like, but next time, yeah. I mean, any game that he's currently hyped about that is out, in 10 years he'll be disowning it. Don't worry. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll be apologizing. Yeah. Cube thing, he'll be like, oh, what a disaster. Sorry. Uh, Godus, he'll, he'll, he'll be upset about now that. Why too. did we ever hand control to some teenager from the UK? <laughs> what did we do? Ah. Um, I, remember, like, I remember I was at E3 and I was like on a couch like inside Microsoft's area like for press with like sitting right next to Peter Molyneux on this like half-circle couch, because Microsoft mm-hmm. was big into pretending it was a living room still. Right. 
um, with like two other journalists, and Peter Molyneux is like, they're like telling us about Fable Two, so intense, and like, I was, I remember being just like, I was kind of new to this whole thing, and I was just taken, taken by him. If he had asked me back to his hotel room, I would have said yes. Oh. Should have be a way was, better story. I know, but so it, taken in a sexual sense. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, but he was so passionate. He was just so passionate about this game. And then, like, I think recently I read like a quote of him apologizing for Fable Two. The time they're specific. Yeah, he to me. Yes. Well, there were there were a bunch that I considered uh, when I was preparing for this top five. Like uh, mm-hmm. apparently, I didn't realize Keiji Inafune uh, is not a big fan of Mega Man Three. And he says it's his least favorite, and that he feels it was rushed, and that there was more he wished that they could have done with the game. Are you sure he wasn't just misquoted as saying rush is in the game? There you go. That's probably what happened. <laughs> that could be. It that. was rush. Because yeah, I, th- was I rush. think that's he my favorite Mega Man. <laughs> I, it's my second favorite. I think, well, it, it ended up defining Mega Man for a very Mega long time. Mega Man 6 time. is your number one, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. It ended up defining Mega Man. It did. It did like a bunch, yeah. of, a bunch of things from it. The addition Proto of Rush. Man rush. Like those, like everything Rush does, like I don't know, if people even respect. They were all separate weird abilities that didn't happen until you had a partner dog. That's mm-hmm. Rush is associated with Mega Man now yeah. for he, forever after. Yep. The slide ability is is part of Mega Man's menagerie. He's the, he's the Pluto to Mega Man's Mickey. Oh, I didn't want that, but I love it. <laughs> I love he's it. the naked human. <laughs> no, no, Mega no, Man's house. Didn't say that. Didn't say that. <laughs> no. No, you didn't. I said. Anyway. Uh, so that's our top five. We're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to briefly go over some new releases and some news and community segments. So stay tuned. That was fun, but now you're done. You're out of luck because you suck. You're not quite as good as everyone else who plays it. Don't continue. Just give in, you silly boob. You fucking knew, but just turn off the power and cry yourself to sleep. You pussy, you will never get ahead. You might be better off as dead, and nobody in the whole world would ever miss you. Hey, everybody, it's me again, the raccoon that lives under Chris's house, and I'm here to tell you about... <laughs> Oh, Christ, it's my nemesis, a possum. Hey, possum, you fucking asshole. Why are you such an asshole? God, you're gross. I bet you don't even want to tell them about video game apocalypse. Everybody else, hope you're enjoying the show. If you like what you hear so far, why not try to support it? You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, review it, leave them five skull stars. Stars, sorry, sorry, sorry. Put the cow rod down. You can buy stuff through the Amazon, Amazon, Amazon links on the site, and uh, they'll get a little cut of any money you spend. You can buy... You can buy a t-shirt from store.lazyplanpodcast.com. Stop mailing them to me. Those things are terrifying. They give me raccoon nightmares about creepy human skull cartridges. But, you know, wear them somewhere else. Ship them to yourself. You're spending a lot of money on these to be using them as a prank. Anyway, comment on the articles. Post on the forums. Let them know what you do or don't like about the show. I show my disapproval by shitting in Chris's bed while he's sleeping in it. Which he's doing right now. So after this, I'm gonna go have some fun. God, you're gross. You're t- oh, that's disgusting. Were those even words? Hey, why are you just knocking into things? This is, uh, like show, show some pride, man. You're, you're part of the marsupial kingdom or whatever. No, no, just get, get the fuck out of here. Uh, you can you can just go out and tell a friend about the show. That's a good way to spread the word, right? You know, just spread the virus of knowing about this show to other human beings. And if you're feeling really generous, which I always am with my feces, you can donate to them uh, using the donation button on VigiGameApocalypse.com. But make sure to say it's for VGA or it won't go to them. You know where it goes. Chris's bed. Underneath, festering with all the rat feces. Who wants that? The rats do, but you don't. Finally, you can follow them on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Now, back to the show. 
Everybody's talking smack and soul to you behind your back about how you're such a pathetic excuse for life. So grab a knife and take a stab, you handicapped vagina scab. You honestly make me sick, and I want to kick you. How'd you even learn to walk your wrinkly little poodle cock? If I were your mother, I'd drown your ass in boiling water. You're a sack of putrid shit. Dig a hole, jump in it. You really don't deserve to be left alive. So hold your breath until you're blue. Fuck your mom and sister too. Your family and friends will all die because of what you've done today. covered in blood like pouring blood and i'm like i have to hold my hands up above my head to go through the stupid thing where they look at my penis mm-hmm. welcome back everybody uh, it's time for our second segment mm. and you know what that means i am new releases i love that song and he's falling everybody. asleep it's my favorite song he's falling out He's fallen out. Not asleep. Uh, okay. I'm into this. I'm New into Vegas. this. Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, New releases, huh? This is your territory. This is where you shine. Call him yeah. Fallout Boy. And probably the biggest release this week is Rayman Legends, mm. which is finally coming out. Uh, it was originally supposed to be out for Wii U like in March. Or February. Yeah. February. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really early this year, and then they delayed it so that mm. it could be for all of their systems, and a bunch of fans went basically apeshit berserk saying that this not being an exclusive hurts the Wii U. Yeah, it negates Which, the whole reason for buying one. It did hurt the Wii U. The Wii U yeah. had a pretty terrible 2014, uh, 2013. Yep. That's what year this is. Yeah, a really bad year up until August, or last month when mm-hmm. P- Pikmin finally came out. Mm-hmm. Monster and Hunter? It would have... Yeah, Alright, fine. But in between Monster Hunter and Pikmin, there was nothing. Rayman would have helped that situation a little, yeah. I think. But, I mean, if your response to the Wii U announcement wasn't, <laughs> then, you know, sorry you bought one. I don't know. Like, it does hurt the Wii U, and that was entirely expected. Yeah. Uh, well, it, ironically enough, I was talking to Ryan at Games Radar about this, mm-hmm. and he says the Wii U version is actually the worst version now. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the big thing is that there's the, uh, the big difference maker he said for him. There's the the Murphy character, right? The little uh, little firefly that they introduced, and everybody was like, "Ugh, I have to use a touchscreen character," mm. and not well, actually playing the other characters, they just go through automatically. So in single player, on all the rest of the other systems that aren't the Wii U, that you just press a button and he does a thing while you jump around, and he just uh, you just press the button while you're moving around, and he'll he'll activate some environmental thing. But if you're playing on the Wii U, apparently you have to stop and touch the screen and then go back and manipulate the object and then resume controlling Rayman as usual. Well, I have to say, the idea of just hitting a button seems to defeat the purpose. Like, the whole reason they added Murphy was so that, you know, there was like a puzzle element to the game that would break up the platforming. It's true, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I feel like the more they simplify Murphy, the better. I just want a platform. I don't want to move stuff around as much, you know. Fair and enough. you can just leave it to a second player little brother to, if they really want to do control Murphy, they could do, they could just take on Murphy as your whole role. 
But the, the game, the, what's coolest to me about the game are the uh, the five, the music stages that end every world in it. Oh, right, yeah. Those are great. Like, the one I played in a demo uh, back in 2012 was just awesome. Like, the, just the... Was that it, the the Brown Betty one? Or? Yeah, I believe it is Brown Betty one. Where it just it's to the it's to the it's a really just a rhythm game stage at that point. But you're platforming in an auto scrolling stage. You're jumping. You're you're hitting the you're getting like the equivalents of coins. To yeah, there's the music. all these things in the background that are reacting to the music as it changes. So. Yeah, and then there's these like weird lizard men playing the guitar solo on rocket surfboards, and mm-hmm. then at the end, like you know. Uh, uh, Rayman and Flowbox, Flowbox, Flowbox. Are, they're playing air guitar at the end. It's of course a, they it's are. It's a cool. It's a cool visual. Yeah. And and also there's the <laughs> bonus that like many of the levels of Rayman Origins are redone in Legends, like they're unlockables. So it's almost like you just get Origins redone in a, in a second game just for buying Legends. So mm. it makes it a pretty nice little package, I think. Nice. I thought I was playing it on PC, you know, the cooler PC version. No. Um, but it turns out I was playing Murphy Brown, the video oh. game. Mm. Yes, where you're, you're an investigative journalist. and it's. Um, what was the name of her painter that was always at her house? If you're oh. some Murphy Brown expert. Uh-oh. You've been challenged. What? Eldon. That's correct. Hey, Eldon. Eldon. I, I got that. Diana yelling from yeah. the other room. Yes, Dan is here as we record, listening to Chris fart. That was, why was that me? What do you mean, why was that you? Who else? No, you shifted. It wasn't me. Um, I was thinking about Murphy Brown. No, not Can't right fart enough. when I think about Murphy That's Brown. That's true. Nobody can. <laughs> Everybody just clenches immediately. Murphy thinking Brown. about Candace Bergen's can. intimidating shoulder pads. <laughs> now I really want Murphy Brown the video game. It would, it would be great. It probably exists on Commodore 64 or something. Second question, who was Candice Bergen married to for most of her life? Sean Connery. A famous film director from France. Uh, Pepe Le Pew. Who's the guy who directed Silent Hill? Dan is marching in. All right, walk up to the mic. Let us hear it. Louis Mall. That is correct. Louis Mall. He died a few years ago. What do I get? uh, My thank you for someone being... Someone being cultured around here. <laughs> I didn't want Diana walking into my fart. <laughs> well, then you shouldn't have cut one. You uncultured swine, get your Murphy Brown trivia right. Yeah, Murphy Brown underwear. His house, his farts, yeah. guys. So also, Never pull that. Also out this week, uh, Diablo 3 for console, possibly yeah. the least exciting reveal of the PlayStation yeah. 4 reveal press yeah, conference. that was bad. That was really bad. I felt like Blizzard thought they were really blowing our minds. Yeah, it? and it's like, no, every every PC gamer who played that got sick of Diablo 3 months yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like you're basically saying, yeah, I mean, every console gamer who knows a PC gamer who played Diablo 3 has probably only heard complaints, even though it is a totally fine game. Yeah. Um, well, it's perfectly not lovely. a bad game. But... Well, and one of those complaints about Diablo 3 was this feels like a console game. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with that, but um, hmm. it's a fine game. Well, I did read, uh, really the only pre-release coverage of it I've read <coughs> was uh, from Scott Kurtz, who uh, creates the PvP online comic ah. strip, and he said that the console controls actually adapted really well, that it hmm. feels kind of more suited to consoles. So there's cool. that, and it's it's apparently four-player, possibly on single screen if the commercials are to be believed. I hear you can play it offline. 
Can you? <laughs> that's what I heard. I wow, that's, that's true. pretty pretty revolutionary for no, Blizzard. No, it is, yeah. yeah. Well, I played Diablo 1 on the PlayStation, so I'm up for a try and give this a shot. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> what if we lived in an alternate universe where it's like every game was online and someone finally comes out, guys, the Peter Molyneux sitting there, this game is an offline game. Whoa. <laughs> but how will we host it on our cloud servers? No, 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 no. You can. It's just a single player game. Well, what about leaderboards? No, no, no. You don't need that. You what? can just. You can just play it on your own and just get your enjoyment out of it without social media uh, integration. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you could unplug your Ethernet cable, still be playing the game. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Where's the information? Uh, no, no, no. It's stored on your computer in a file. In a, a save file, and then two years later, he's apologizing for that game. Look in the my documents. It was to, such a mistake. You know, I tried stripped out online functionality. I tried something new. Mm-hmm. It was it was a little crazy at the time, and I <laughs> I regret it. We're going back to online single player. <laughs> We're going back to online single player. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're really sorry for saving the save in your my documents folder. We should have saved it to the cloud. I can't believe we made that mistake. <laughs> we really thought we could do interesting new things with this. <laughs> yes. Uh, we thought people would just have a solo experience. We flew too close to the sun. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> uh, what a world, anyway. What a world. What's the, uh, yeah, so what it's Diablo 3. You run around, you hit things, you get loot, you get more loot. You put on the loot and you sell the old loot. And that's Diablo 3, yeah. the end. More interesting is probably the expansion they announced, but uh, ah. cool. and not that much more. Go to <laughs> pcgamer.com to read about well, it. I guess speaking I don't have of a lot to say about it. PC games, Rome Total War Two hey. is apparently happening this week. Guys, wow! Like, really? I thought we were up to like six Rome Total Wars. <laughs> Did, have you seen this one? No, I haven't. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. It focuses on Hannibal, doesn't it? You seen a video of it or anything? It is beautiful. The show. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it is. Wow. It's about Hannibal Lecter, enemy of Romans. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's fat face. No. <laughs> Guys, oh, just look at this game. Like, I, I don't know, if, even if you're not into strategy games, just look at it and gawk because it's like you are controlling these, uh, I don't know my Roman military tactics, but you're these legions. Centurions, legions. Yeah. yeah, and you can like, and but it's like, okay, each individual soldier is animated. You can zoom right into them, change the formation, and they'll all change, and then like send them off like into the woods to hide, and they'll all run. And then when two formations clash, I mean, yeah, there's a simulation going on, numbers, this guy beats this guy, but you're watching them fight and kill each other. It's... I don't really think I've seen a strategy game on this scale with like hundreds of little units like actually fighting each other. Shogun it Two is really one of the good. prettiest things I've mm. ever seen. Yeah, during giant massacres underneath cherry blossoms. <laughs> yeah, so you can zoom all the way in, all the way out. There's sort of a uh, I hate the word cinematic when describing games, but um, you know, then there's like your general like shouting out to the troops, and there's. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, I haven't uh, played it yet. It sounds very filmic to me. It sounds just like <gasps> the Warriors way filmic. on 3DS. Thanks. I use, yeah, I'm when I use that word, filmic. When I cinematics I'm, is yeah, a done word. When I'm about yeah. to write cinematic, I'm like, ah, filmic. I can always use. Actually, that. I'm working on a new yeah, style. That's why guide. I'm I always cinematic. I always write visuals instead of graphics. Yes. just because yeah, graphics yeah, is yeah. such a when 1980s term. When you're struggling term. over a word when writing about video games, yeah. look visceral. Look at the 
Don't always don't use, use it. visceral. Never. Every, every time. You know what? I prefer <laughs> dynamic. Every <laughs> visceral dynamic. Every time. Well, sometimes, like I, I would always use visceral to describe the feeling that you get, like just like I'm just fucking tearing through this asshole. It's visceral. I thought the controls were pretty visceral. <laughs> you know what? I'm. I'm I thought visceral that. games made visceral games. I'm adding that to PC Gamer's banned words list. Unless you're talking about visceral games, uh, no more visceral. That should be a top five on here. Top yes. five. Words you can't say in PC Gamer. Solid. Solid is the See, main I, one. I think, I think visceral is fine if it's used in moderation, no, just like yeah, corn syrup I and guess. methamphetamine. <laughs> I, I'm like, solid is my biggest one. So, it, unless you're describing a yeah. state of matter, do not call any game controls or whatever solid my, because that my means nothing. One, and it's not mm-hmm. games journalists, uh, array. Oh, uh, yeah. Array? A vast array. Array. Yeah. array has been in every trailer recently. Mm. An array of weapons. You know what the uh, fancy array is? What's that? Myriad. A myriad. Mm, like that's, that that's, that's game journalists who type in What about array, a myriad array? And then go backspace, backspace, backspace and go myriad. A myriad. Mm. I use assemblage sometimes. I would like to say I... That's, that's true. It's not a noun. I, a pyramid? I said you can't use myriad if you're going to keep using it wrong like that. Why? It's not a noun. It's not... A myriad of things. Well, it's I know. Myriad of things. I'm saying bad writers. Do no, it's it. just myriad things. Myriad yes. things. Myriad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't think I don't uh, know that. Oh, I'll think that. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. use a myriad of Ouch. an array. <laughs> a myriad of an array <laughs> of ways to. A myriad array of a dram of a quantity. I'm just saying, array. don't use it. Don't use it. Period. Banned word. I'm mm-hmm. putting it in the banned words list. Nice. Another banned word, Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate. Oh, why would we ban also, that word? I don't know. Why wouldn't you? That's yeah. like the third time they've yeah, released I, Dead I feel like this already right. came out. Twice. Is it yeah. the free-to-play thing? No, that no. was Tekken did a free-to-play. I bet. Yeah. Was it was Dead or Alive 5 for mm-hmm. the Xbox and PS3. Right. Then they put it on the Vita. Right. That's Ultimate. And I think this is the Vita game that was called Ultimate coming back to the 360 and the PS3. Wow. It's like an Aruboros with bouncy tits. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I'm trying. Aruboros, the snake that I'm, eats its own tail. I'm trying to picture it with bouncy tits. And I'm <laughs> I just didn't. Snake uh, with bouncy I played tits? It, I played it in some demos, and I thought it actually like had a neat action hook to it. That it and also a good enough, good enough combat that it didn't need... Overly sexualized ladies to make it interesting. Like it didn't need. To... It didn't need to drink to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> we can just go mountain climbing all on our own. God, I, Henry, I'm going to steal that. Next time I have to review a game that I don't like, I'm going to say this game needs to drink to have fun. That's its problem. <laughs> this game is so depressed. This game can't just be satisfied with a pizza party and root beer. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, it's, I have this feeling all the time. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, myriad yeah. problems with this game. <laughs> a mir- an array of myriad <laughs> an problems. An array of myriad I have problems. But the controls are solid. I have a 99 <laughs> a myriad of problems. <laughs> My favorite controls are one of them. Nowhere close to one. My favorite thing about the Dead or Alive 5, at least the original version, sure. was that they. it seemed like to me they went to Sega and said, you guys are obviously not making another Virtual Fighter for a long time. So give us two virtual fighter characters, okay? And then they just like uh, Akira and uh, Sarah both appear in the game. And it's all I think about Lion. That's true. Baby. What? It's all about Lion. 
I think Lion might have been added to Ultimate. That's what my really? gut's telling me. I'm probably wrong. Let me but, your uh, gut to predict something now, else. Now we're going to get to see reviews that uh, abbreviate this as Davu. So, and no one's going to review this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it, freelance budgets Davu. are tighter these days. I don't think mm. uh, you can just throw it out to the third re-release of mm. a DOA game. Yeah. Uh, well, here a game came out this week that should be near and dear to Chris's heart. Hmm. Uh, Disney's Castle of Illusions, starring uh, Mickey Mouse. How dare it come out this close to DuckTales? How dare it indeed? It actually beat DuckTales to 360, I think, didn't it? Whatever. <laughs> well, here is the cool thing I know about Castle of Illusion. Is okay. that when you pre-order it on PSN, you get the Genesis game for free right yep. now or ahead hmm. of time. What? Well, you would have if you'd ordered this yeah. before you heard this show. Well, please yeah. still for you. get it on PSN. You get a anyway. new yeah, Disney whatever. game and an old, terrible one. I don't think Castle of Illusion on Genesis is that. I think our memories terrible. are way more golden than that yeah. game. Yes. Up as. More so than with DuckTales, In definitely. In fact, I'm positive. So positive, I'll bet the new Castle of Illusion doesn't look anything like the Genesis one. It doesn't. Or have anything to do with it. I think Just it has saying, something to do with it. Sorry, little personal, shouldn't be going here. DuckTales. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad Sega at least got this made. Like Sega, I meant to mention it during the Rome part, that Sega has become like one of the premier RTS game publishers. No, it has. I mean, it's transformed itself into kind of a... PC focused publisher, which yep. I mean, I'm that's okay all with. they really do. They do those PC games. They still do Sonic, and then they do Yakuza in Japan and, yeah. and Hatsune Miku. Other than that, nothing. They're done. Like, oh well, they put out some mobile stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool that Sonic they Dash Hank Dash adapted. That they went, hey, we're not bad at this. Mm-hmm. Strategy games? What a weird thing for us to do. And then it worked yep. out. They made a really smart buy to, uh, from THQ. They did. Hmm. Yeah. So one thing we, we kind of glossed over last week. Uh, Killer is dead, Hank. You yeah. you reviewed it for GamesRadar, I reviewed Radar, it for right? GamesRadar.com, guys. Huh? Uh, eh, so I have a, uh, you know, oh. I do love the games of Suda51. I will just play them. He's like, he is like a film director who I really enjoyed once who... The last few films he's made, I'm like, you, you can like Shadows of the this. Damned. I loved Shadows of the Damned, mm-hmm. but following Shadows of the Damned mm-hmm. was released the Lollipop Chainsaw, which I yeah, thought not was not his best moment. I was hoping Killer's Dead would be making up for that, and it is better than Lollipop Chainsaw, I think, and the and it's got really good like uh, the the sword to play action is really good. The shooting. A little more empty, and I, but I think the bosses in the game are really great. Like they, they've all got some really neat tricks to them, and I also just love that the game is just so balls out crazy that it, like you, you won't something will just happen. And you're like, well, I guess that happens. Like some character here, here's here's an early example. So there's a, a character named Vivian who's basically the like um, the planner for all your missions. You play as Mondo Zappa, a killer for hire. She plans your missions. She comes with you on them sometimes. She drives a motorcycle. She seems to be like a blonde femme fatale, mm-hmm. you know, serious lady. That seems to be all she is. Then it's at a point in this third or fourth level, you get kind of pinned down by a bunch of guys. Then she drives in on a motorcycle, pulls two guns out, one in each hand. Then as she lifts up her two arms, 
eight more arms on each side appear <laughs> with guns in them. And then she says, can I lend a hand? And then she starts shooting at all the guys, laughing until they're all dead. And you think that might be the introduction of like, this is a new power-up you can use or something. It isn't. That only happens like one other time and you have no control over it. <laughs> Like, so would, would you say she had a myriad guns? Oh, oh, she had a myriad of arms. Uh, and, uh, an array of guns? Put it on the box. Well, she had an Dana, array. Dana is was... like shriveling up in the other room and dying <laughs> as we keep saying a myriad of guns. Those those guns were pretty solid, too, though. You have yeah. to. Oh, no. They were solid guns. The mechanics the, were solid. <laughs> the Absolutely. game's mechanics are solid throughout, guys. Yeah, but, but the, the controls are a little... Uh, a little janky? Would that be the word? Uh, no, janky. Did she have... A plethora? Oh. Mm-hmm. I would a say downright, she... I would a say downright she, bevy. Wait. I would say she was heavily armed. That's I'm not going to lie. I oh, so her arms were heavy. I should have put that in the review. Anyway, uh, the, yeah, the, the, uh, the sword-based combat is a lot like uh, Ninja Gaiden or DMC, where mm-hmm. you, know, you dodge, you attack, it's all, but you only have one weapon. You don't get multiple weapons, mm. which... Does make it feel a little light, as does the runtime of the game, which is seven hours. Like it's a shortish <laughs> game, and it has no tacked-on horrible multiplayer cancer attached to it. So, well, it that's feels something. kind of short. Like, <clears throat> but it yeah. didn't need multiplayer. It is a great, not great, is a very unique game. That's what I like about it. It is full of a lot of anime bullshit tropes that I love, but some people go like this. This is stupid, and the ending makes literally no sense. Yeah. And then, of course, there is Gigolo Mode, which uh, sounds awesome. People got pretty up in arms about what? As as a mini game, it is a very very shallow mini game. As a tribute to women and their dignity, it is very bad at that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some people said it is very objective. Some, some would say it's the opposite of a tribute to yes. women's dignity. Some have called it objectifying, and in a very literal sense, you do make women into objects in this game, in this one. But uh, you like you just leave your the, drink sitting on them. So it's a uh, <laughs> uh, so you the the gigolo mode is uh, as as Suda Fifty One sells it. Mondo Zappa is J- is his James Bond. James Bond uh-huh. sleeps with some ladies. That's kind of, that's one of his things. So in gigolo mode, you... I think it's pronounced juggalo mode. Ooh, I fall <laughs> uh, But in gigolo mode, you play as your, your Mondo, you're at a bar, and one of the three sexy ladies you meet in the game is there. And you need to get... You want to have sex with them. Yes. And how do you do that? Well, you get up the courage to give them a present. And if you give them enough presents, that will win them over to have sex with I you. I knew it. But how do you gain courage? By stealing peeks at their breasts and butt while they are looking away. That usually gives me courage. Yes. I mean, you know, gives. seeing seeing breasts and butt uh, just convinces me of the humanity of my subjects. And uh, I've been doing it to Henry this whole time. It knocks mm. them effectively off their I pedestal. And, and I, so, I become super creepy. And so to make it worse, if you buy the game on day one or you buy new, you get a code for gigolo glasses, which... Our x-ray specs, so you get to see the women in their underwear instead of in this small... Man, what if that was like an alternative to courage. Google Glass? Like <laughs> Gigolo Glass. Uh, and then the last, like, you don't have to play. It grossed me out to play them, but uh, you don't have to professional. Play. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been a complete review if I didn't <laughs> play them. But you don't have to, but if you don't play them, you won't get uh, 
several uh, secondary weapons that are not necessary mm-hmm. to game, but if you want to have a cool secondary weapon, you're going to have to have sex with this lady. But the other weird part sleazy, is that, like, sex. you have to have sex with them three times uh, if you want the achievement. Because anything you do in a game, you have to do three times. Mm-hmm. Well, and so... <laughs> The mini game is the <laughs> mini game is absolutely the same each time you do it, but at the end of each one you get to see more. At the end of the first one, it's just you walk out of the bar with a girl, and then it's just a white screen, and she says, "Oh, this was great," or something. The second time, it, right. it cuts to white, but then it goes to your bedroom, and then she walks over to the bed in her underpants, <gasps> cut to white. Then. The third time, oh, it gets up to that part, I'm about to and then explode. it cuts to pink, a pink, just a pink thing over the screen, and then you get to see like random shots of uh, the women like moving in a sexual manner that would imply they're having sex at this moment, but it doesn't get super and graphic. I just hit the scene, and then it, yeah. and so I, it is gross. Nice. I think it is avoidable. You don't have to play it. It's, uh, but if that kind of thing annoys you or you're offended yeah. by that, don't play it. I tried it once in real life, like the whole looking at the butt to get courage and then mm-hmm. giving presents for mm-hmm. sex. I accidentally gave a girl's butt a present. <gasps> yeah. Actually, uh, check out girls' butts because I'm a coward. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it generally does not actually give you courage. No, it just not makes at all. you feel a little She's creepier. literally walking away. Yeah. <laughs> But, I, but I tried to put a flower in her in between her boobs, and it I, didn't work. I gave it a three out of five on a three point five out of five on. Game well, three. you know that the song: five. if you're going to San Wait. Francisco, you better wear some flowers in your boobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Scott McKenzie right now is applauding. <coughs> sure, I knew the name of the, the artist of that song. Oh, yeah, congratulations! congratulations. No, thank you. Would you accept a dollar instead? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anything, please. Don't. Uh, yeah. So that was Killer's Death. Alright, well, moving on from that, there's a little bit of news to talk about that doesn't have anything to do with PAX. Bear in mind, again, all the news that uh, is relevant this week will have happened then, and we won't be able to talk about it. Yeah, I can't believe they're going to announce... Yeah, I do know there's an unannounced uh, Xbox One game that's going to be shown, so we'll know what it is. I'm sure it'll be announced Friday. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah, because that game really needs a sequel. (laughs) It is its Blinks Zero. The uh, prequel to Blinks. Blinks Zero. It worked for Perfect Zero. Yeah. Always did. Never stopped working. Um, two main pieces of Nint- uh, news this week are Nintendo-related. Uh, first is that on September 20th, the Wii U is apparently getting a $50 price drop, for those of you who waited this long, and it's apparently going to be bundled with Wind Waker HD. Mm. Pretty nuts. So Technically, uh, it's a price drop, though Nintendo would probably say... Oh, well, this isn't a price drop. We had a $300 Wii U before. This just has more stuff on it. You know, this isn't an act of desperation ahead of the release of more powerful consoles. Hardly. No, yeah. I Well, I like that uh, Wind Waker HD is coming out two weeks early. That's cool. But that it is, is cool. five days after GTA Five, so I'm not going to play it. Exactly. But, uh, but I am going to buy it day one. I also yep. think that it's a big deal that Nintendo is like saying with one of their major retail releases you can download it two weeks early like mm. i don't think they do it with an original game i think they'd only do it with an, uh, at this point like doing it with an hd release makes it uh, the situation a little different but uh, yeah i think that's cool and the, and the uh the bundle that you get the uh, wind waker hd with like it has some minor 
Zelda. It looks cool. It does look cool. I think it looks cool. It actually looks uniform with uh, like a couple of other black 3DSs. Yeah. Hmm. What's it look like? It's a. It does not look like a fart. It's a. It's a black. (laughs) Why would Why would you do that, Hank? I'm in the middle of something. Um, (laughs) uh, You should really get a dog so that you can blame things on it, Chris. All right. It clearly picked up on microphone one. I get it. I can so? see the timeline here. You think so? Even the smell? <laughs> Especially the, the smell. Yeah, the listeners at home are uh, smelling it through their ear holes. What a disaster. I'm trying to talk about stuff. How are anyway. you so gassy? You barely ate anything. Uh, maybe that's why I've been eating air. Oh, I see. Mm. <laughs> You've been eating Converting it into protein. <laughs> so anyway, what does the Zelda nice. Wii U look like? It looks like the black Wii U, but it has it has that... I can only call it the Triforce Trimmins. Trimmons? It's you can see it's totally evident on like pre XL 3ds's. Um, it's been it's been it's been done there before, but it's one of those things that like it's a Zelda themed thing, but completely classy. Okay, and you could, I mean, I don't know what they do with another franchise. It's just kind of this ionic little column design that goes around the border of All the right, uh, cool. Wii U. Controller. I also think in the U.S. at least for the bundle it comes with uh, Hyrule Historia. Which mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Which is dope. Like I see it in stores for like forty, so, fifty bucks. So all that plus they knock fifty dollars off the price. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you're gonna buy a Wii U, if you're planning on getting a Wii U, that's the version to get for this fall. Mm-hmm. But you probably know. Other Nintendo <laughs> news, uh, and I, I saw this on YouTube of all places while I was looking for clips for this show, mm-hmm. and I was checking the date to make sure it wasn't April first, <laughs> and this oh. is just something I missed. But Nintendo rolled out the or unveiled the 2DS, which is the 3DS without the 3D and without a folding hinge. Yeah, it doesn't... I don't get it. Apparently, it's intended for kids under six who, I totally whose get. eyes could be harmed by 3D. Well, yeah, it's, it's, for, it's for kids in general. Stupid like, it, baby eyes. It's mm-hmm. 130 bucks instead of 200 or 170 which is the price of the regular 3DS or XL. It comes out the same day as Pokemon, so I think they're also thinking this will be the thing they sell to all the kids who love Pokemon but have been waiting, have been just still playing their DS games instead of getting their 3DS. So they were just sitting on Pokemon. They were waiting until Pokemon came out. Did they explain the lack of the hinge? Like that seems well, like oh, yeah, your screens you. are going to get all scratched. Well, up. Not, that is true. Probably is going to happen though. It comes with a little bag for kids to store it in. Sure it does. But uh, here's one of the other cost-saving measures. So there's the cost-saving measure of having no more lenticular 3D or however it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is that it's really one screen now. They put plastic over it. It's fake. Like, it's a one-screen system that's faking it's a like two-screen a experience. with a weird board. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it has a tablet in the center. So it's one screen one touch screen, so technically the top screen is a touch screen now. Huh. But no games use it or made for that functionality, so don't expect it to do it. But Can you yeah. flip it upside down and play it that way? That's disgusting. Well, that, well, see, that's the other weird thing. The bottom screen is, is smaller than the top screen on a 3DS. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, but they're just obscuring more stuff with plastic to fake a bottom <clears throat> screen on the 3DS to for the... Uh, yeah, it's it's very odd. That seems but, really strange. But it, it, that again is a cost saving thing. Why make why pay for two screens when you can pay for one bigger screen? Like that's so saves money. I think it looks like a doorstop in a way, mm-hmm. or a wedge yeah. of cheese. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly looking, but I almost want to own it because it looks so silly. 
But it really is just for kids. It's it, it also feels weird after the past 13 years, I'd say, of Nintendo consoles, or 10, mm-hmm. Nintendo handhelds, like, since the Game Boy SP, they've been closed games. The Game Boy the, yeah. Micro is the only exception. Yeah, they've been clamshells. In the last like, eight years. I'm just used to that being what a Nintendo handheld is, so to go back to one that can always be open, like... Mm-hmm. I feel it almost makes me feel naked without the ability to close it. Like I am, I would be very worried about my screen. I, I, I think the 3DS XL is the sturdiest, best piece of portable hardware. Well, the, yeah, the XL. Maybe they are just setting it up to be like the XLs for mom and dad. The 2DS XL is just so great. It's for kids. It is. I, I, I love the XL so much. I also wonder if the 2DS is going to confuse Walmart. Dumbasses. I sure hope so. It will. There's been a DS. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be like the, the fucking Sega Neptune all, all over it's gonna again. It's going to be like an Abbott and Costello routine. I want to get the new 3DS. Well, you got to get the 2DS. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like it's have older. a DS. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't need two of them. <laughs> How many screens does it have? One. But it's called... T- yeah, we should have flushed <laughs> this out. Four DS. The, the cur- wow, the courtesy robot. You're done here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment. Please. Question of the week. Last week, posted generously enough by Greed E. Uh, Greed E. Greed E. What is your favorite indie game of 2013 so mm. far? Bought this game on a whim, been playing it for two hours now. I love it. Mine would be Gunpoint. Great humor, amazing atmosphere, the music and weather effects add to that noirish feel, and challenging puzzles. The game is extremely charming as fuck. Is Gunpoint the game by... Yeah, Tom Francis, yeah. Uh, former PC Gamer editor in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know that guy, it's cool. He's uh, living the dream. Yeah, No, he really did. He, he quit. His job <laughs> at at uh, PC Gamer uh, after he made a bunch of money on this game. Uh, good on him, but we miss him. Because good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Good, good on you. But we do um, miss him. So if other PC Gamer editors could not make indie mm-hmm. games and make money on them and quit, that'd be great. Um, unless it's me. I wouldn't mind. Stabby Joe says, well, still not officially released, only an alpha uh, version Prison Architect is a promising title with surprisingly <laughs> in-depth gameplay that is only exp- uh, expanding further with constant updates and a simple art style that in, uh, invokes an oddly dark sense of humor given the subject matter, especially when the convicts riot and uh, bloodily beat one another with contraband. Yeah. We did a, actually had a cover in the UK with Prison Architect. Um, what? I keep getting it yep. confused with Prison Tycoon, which crazy. is a completely different game. Yeah, very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Prison Architect just starts, and they're like, you have to put up... If you don't put up walls, everyone runs out. Right. Well, I guess I'll read Stupid Sexy Wild Femshep. Wild spelled like my name. That's interesting. Hey. Hmm. Hate Plus, a prequel slash sequel to Analog A Hate Story, is a visual novel. Really interesting game that brings a... Wait, which brings to light a lot of social issues facing us as a, as a society today. Man, I can't read this. Great music, great art. It's probably the f- lack of punctuation. <laughs> the setting it expands upon is great learning about the downfall of the spaceship-bound society with the cute AI of your choice. Also, I got an achievement for sending an IRL pic of me eating cake with one of the AI, <laughs> Hyun A, to the dev. 
How great is that? Both games are on Steam and totally worth getting like $10 each. It's true. He has a pic of him eating cake. Yeah, There's actually, there is a the picture. AI who is in, eating cake. In That's pretty great. Of the cake. Uh, <laughs> and he says, totally cool, not said right. Right, guys? You wrote that whole post like I write joke tweets. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, yeah. With no punctuation. Zero punctuation, you might say. <gasps> Get Yahtzee out of Pick here. Pick a random one, Hank. Okay. There was, there was a few periods. Don't uh, worry. Let's see here. Uh, b- 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 obviously a douche. I haven't played all that many indie games this year, so these you, sir, are being hunted would have to be my answer. It's a pretty fun survival game, and being hunted by tweed-wearing robots is pretty fun. I've seen the... Yeah, I've seen the... Uh, screens for that game. I think fun fun fact uh-huh. about this: another PC gamer contributor. <laughs> what the hell? Man. I know we're all. Yeah. You guys are breeding the future of game design. <laughs> or former. Now rock paper shotgun. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Oh, here's one. I really enjoyed. Uh, this is uh, J Marcella 09. I really enjoyed the cave, mostly because of the narrator and the overall sense of humor. Mm-hmm. The cave was pretty great. Not really indie because it was published by Sega. <laughs> but made by Double Fine, so, so I guess it counts. It? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anything wrong Gilbert does gets to be indie. Mm-hmm. More like wrong Gilbert. What? No. <laughs> no. It made me sad when he left uh, When he left Double Fine. I was like, no, you're supposed to stay yeah. there forever. He just did his game and then he was done. I know. It's what he should do. Okay, special guest reader, Michael's wife. Um, <laughs> That's her name. It's actually well, Mrs. Wikipara is on the forums, so Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ian says, Shadowrun Returns, a Kickstarter oh, project. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this little cyberpunk RPG. The combat is reminiscent of XCOM Enemy Unknown, but the package campaign is well-written and harkens back to the grand old days of RPGs that featured text instead of recorded dialogue. There are countless possible ways to build your character, and the included editor ensures that there will be tons of user-generated campaigns and encounters that keep Shadowrun Returns fresh for a good long while. Man. Sounds like there are a myriad of options. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sounds like it's more what it sounds like when someone reads it sober. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty eloquent. Uh... Oh, see, what, yeah, proving my point. <laughs> For comparison. Um, uh, 510 Brother Panda says, Guacamelee um, is my favorite of the year. Metroid style exploration. Fluid luchador wrestling combat with a sweet Mexican uh, Moroccan electronic soundtrack. Uh, more people should get into it. But I, I meant to read, I, I, uh, I, am, I just love 510 Brother Panda. I, I am OMG says, uh, I thought we already did this question. Oh, we well, kind of did. It was my, sort of mine like is Thomas is alone. What's your is, favorite downloadable? Uh, I think we had indie in the there same somewhere. Thing. No, it's not. I have that conversation every day. Just because it's downloadable doesn't mean it's not a real game. Yes, it uh, does. No, it doesn't. Um, Ducktales isn't real. Stop it! It exists outside our plane of reality. What are you talking about? It's a Disney logo on it. <laughs> of course, it's real. Oh well, mine is Thomas is alone. Despite all of the characters being cubes, they were the only ones I really connected with to this year. Uh, it also has a commentary, something that every game should come with. Commentary uh, by Stephen Merchant. Does it really? Yes. And fun fact about that game, the creator started making it while learning how to use the Unity engine. It mm-hmm. began as like, you know, like when you start learning something, sure. it's just like test project one. Yeah. And then and that was Thomas was alone. And it became, it's, uh, became it's such that. a, yeah, it's a great game. I love that game too. Though it didn't... It came out last year on PC. It's just new to P- Sony systems. Tyler, I, love, I also I have DLC. 
I also have the uh, the tab for the forum and, and the comments, so just, oh, well. you can alternate. I have one here. D-N-N-S. Dins. Dins. Uh, says Kerbal Space Program, which I wholeheartedly agree with. This is a great game. Um, it's as if someone asked me as a fifth grader what game I wanted to play. I would have looked up from my issue of Odyssey Magazine and said, <laughs> I want to be an astronaut and design my own lifting vehicles and landers and land on the moon and go to Mars. You sound like my aunt. <laughs> I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> uh, I would, <laughs> then I would go and put a beetle into the payload bay of my S-model rocket and launch it and spend the rest of my day trying to get it out of the tree it landed in. Also, watching Kerbals have emotions is the best. That's true. I torture my Kerbals. I build the worst <laughs> space. You're like, yes, have emotions. <laughs> Kerbal is just like an open-ended, like, here are a bunch of rocket parts, build a spaceship and put these little green men in them and try to start a space program. Like, you can launch ships to the moon, M-U-N, with a, uh, what's it called? Uh, umlaut. Uh, or, or you can go even further into your solar system, um, but you just have to design using just a physics engine your own spaceship, so... It is very easy to design ones which simply spin around rapidly and explode, and you watch your little green like Kerbal just flip the fuck out as that happens. I've, I've killed a lot of them. I feel pretty bad. Nice. Okay, but um, why don't I just read this one too? Okay. So and talk about it as well. Uh, Pig Venus Forty Three says <laughs> <laughs> has a funny name. Mine has to be Rogue Legacy. After beating the game uh. three times and still coming back to it every so often for the fourth playthrough. I'm surprised a game so simple kept me playing. I was very surprised that I put more time into it than other games that I just play once, like Tomb Raider or any other big AAA titles. Sorry, AAA titles. It's pronounced <laughs> ah! Yeah, the big ah titles. A uh, horrible line. The, time <laughs> the best part about it is its difficulty. It may seem hard at first, but as you see yourself progress over time and find out what's, what your favorite play style is, the game just seems natural. Overall, I think it's a great game, and it is an easy it is an easy indie game of the year for me. Yeah, Rogue Legacy. Welcome to the world of roguelikes, where you play them for a hundred hours and never get past like level three, or you don't, or you do, or you don't. The or smartest do, thing to do don't. is not to play. Or you do, you don't. Play Spelunky. No, you'll learn yeah, to love it. Nope. No. no, I won't. Fine, I hate you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> oh wait, I live here. I'll That's play Spelunky on video. I'll go home. Anyway, new question of the week. If you could call any video game character and ask them a single question, what would it be? I guess in my case, since I just got done playing Bioshock Infinite, I'd call up Elizabeth and say, Hey, did you get a chance to watch Revanche du Jedi? If so, how was it different from what we call Return of the Jedi? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Everybody kissed. It was weird. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you want to know. Mm-hmm. I would call Gordon Freeman and okay. just say, hey. You know what he'd say? He'd hang up after 17 seconds. <laughs> of silence, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I would call up uh, Solid Snake uh, in the era of Metal Gear uh, the first for NES, and I would warn him about September 11th and see if he could prevent it in his timeline. I, I don't know if I'd ask. I want to call up one of the men rescued in Cobra Triangle and mm-hmm. see if they've gotten themselves to any more dragon-related peril. 
<laughs> have they been rescued by a boat? Is that boat the king of their town? Does anybody remember Cobra Triangle? <laughs> Just I remember you putting it. I remember. Yeah, I remember it. I don't. I never played it. So good. So good. I remember that there was a dragon on the. Do box. we have any problems with RC Pro Am? No. Mm-hmm. Didn't play that either, did you? No nope. problems. I think I did play that. I remember like every kid in my school loving it. That and Excite Bike. Yeah. Well. And what was the one where it was a single screen racing game where you were like trucks? Uh, that that off-road. was um, yeah, off-road. off-road. Yeah, I played a lot of that. Is that I like miss, RC Pro? I missed the. It's I, I, I don't know if it. This is the real term, but the isometric racer. That's what I. I yeah. miss. Uh, the single, the above camera racer okay. game. It's you should totally kickstart one. I play a lot I, of micro machines. On yeah, micro machines is one of the other ones. Mm, good one. Bump and jump, man, I love that. So if you jump. could call up micro machines and from glue, yeah, what would you ask them? Um, I'm how'd you get so small? <laughs> <laughs> He's small. He's supposed to get a people in there. Do you want to ask one or? Oh. Um. Yeah, actually, I would like to ask the Donkey Kong from the original Donkey Kong what his grievance is and why he keeps kidnapping that lady. And oh, I would try to work out our problems instead of fighting. Come on. No, that's There'd be no video idea. games if yeah. we didn't fight. I can't believe we glossed over the chance that a uh, Henry Calling Snake uh, skit that's got to go <laughs> in the next episode. Who said we did? Right. <laughs> hmm. yeah, we totally did. Hmm. Is this... Henry Gilbert. <laughs> Hello, Snake. Uh, man, I, I got to tell you, September 11th, 2001, three planes are going to be hijacked. Four planes are going to be hijacked. You've got to stop it. What is hijacked? You know what that <laughs> is. Come on. Dude, that was an excellent Snake impression. <laughs> that dude is so ignorant over the codec. <laughs> Nuclear uh, weapons. Oh. Nuclear weapons. What are those? Box cutters. But that would kill everybody. <laughs> Snake, are you talking to Henry? Stop it. Oh, wait, sorry. Different game. Shut up, Meryl. Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding in my box. You can't see me. Oh, my God. I have to pack. Oh, man. We all do. Um, Not as bad. So, as anyway, if you could call any game character, what would you ask them? Let us know. Don't say Plock or I'll murder you. Brett would say Plock. Jerk. Brett would say Plock and say, why haven't you returned all my love letters? Yeah. <laughs> what, why, what, I would call Plock and ask, why did you join the clan? <laughs> and then why dye your hood? This yeah. looks weird. No way. High-level members of the clan don't wear white hoods. They wear hoods as color. So really, That's true. You notice that the boy from He's Jacksonville grand, knew Grand this. Wizard Plock. Yeah, Got it. I'll have Imperial to Cyclops clop. Did Plop. not recognize the hierarchy of the clan. I guess I have to apologize <laughs> for that. Now you grew up in the South. How do you not know Apparently this? Apparently not as South as Hank over here. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Well, we, we all saw Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We remember we that dude singing. Did. Anyway, let us know what your question would be. Uh, go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. And uh, Laser Time Show discussion, let us know there. Or just comment on the article for episode 50, 50, 31. Leave your question of the answer of the question of the week. Yes. yes. <laughs> your answer of the week for the question answer of Answer in month. the form of a question, or I won't count on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tyler will come on and do his best Canadian impression. Ooh, oh, sorry. 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 I don't know about Ooh. this. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> well, you, you got questions, eh? Yeah. Time for plugs, eh? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You can follow the show at VG Apocalypse or follow me at Wikiparas. 
and read my Bioshock review on MacLife.com uh, because I just reviewed the Mac version of Bioshock, which also just came out. So Bioshock that. 1? I cannot wait for your March oh, so issue. Oh, so Bioshock Infinite. Uh, Infinite. Oh, okay. My bad. Sounds like an exciting Mac- March issue. <laughs> I think Mac was that far behind. Uh, all right. My Twitter handle is Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, I work for uh, GamesRadar.com. We do a lot of stuff. Read my uh, features I posted this week about the 2DS and about uh, <laughs> the killer is dead. Sounds funny to say, doesn't it? Really it really sounds like a joke. Sounds... Yeah, it totally sounds like a joke. We also have a podcast, Radio Radar. Ooh. I appear on that. Listen to it. Also, speaking of podcasts, there's the Cape Crisis <gasps> podcast that I host on the Laser Time Network. I love how enthusiastic you are with plugs. I never get that from no these other guys. No one can see guys. Diana cheerleading behind you as you talk. Like that's primarily why this <laughs> is awesome. I should have seen yeah. that. I, I missed. Well, look, I, I'm good at one thing, and that is spokesmodeling. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. yes. Another blow. I don't even know where uh, to female dignity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I should punch you for that. What? I thought Diana. Oh man. Well, you can punch me later. All just right. Let me let me get my pants off and get in bed. Okay. And, uh, right when I'm tired, <laughs> just clock. You me. want it in the butt or in the dick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good. Give me give butt. me both. <laughs> Do a wreck at Ralph. Like <laughs> just rotisserie <laughs> me. Don't wreck his Ralph. <laughs> Other plugs. <laughs> Tyler, oh, okay. you go. Uh, you can get me on the tweeters at uh, Tyler underscore Wilday uh, and uh, go to PCGamer.com for uh, all the uh, coverage of those PC games. I know all you listeners are uh, playing, eh? And that's all I got, eh? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, oh, eh? Huge, man. Oh, uh, Hoser. PC Gamer Canada, eh? Laser P- time. PCHoser.com. <laughs> Laser Time, as you can tell by my accent, is all about British people as I devolve into my Native American impression. <laughs> you uh, were right there. I really was. Laser Time, the most American thing one can do. Following on Twitter, Cantista, Laser Time Show. Uh, subscribe, iTunes, Five Moon Stars. Five moon. <laughs> I'm done. Like so moon stars, so lucky so horseshoes, <laughs> green clovers. <laughs> oh, has it uh, purple balloons? The song goes. Like, I also stars want to and, and horseshoes, clovers and blue. Balloons. Well, they've all changed. Yeah, but green clovers, blue diamonds, purple horseshoes, yeah. uh, horseshoes, horseshoes, yellow uh, stars, lucky. And green clovers? Did I? I probably said that first. I think doesn't did. matter. What I really want to plug here is the return of the monster cereals that both Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy. Oh, it is are that returning. time of year again. That hasn't happened before. Where both of those returned, in addition to really? Blueberry Frankenstein and Count Chocula. You pay way more attention to this than I do. Fru- it has to be said. <laughs> Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy are back for the first time since I read Archie comics. Wow. And I wasn't so, even alive when Fruit Brute was I don't out. like that Brute is like, oh, he's a werewolf. A Brute is a werewolf. Like, all the others fit, but like, Fruit Brute. Oh, it's a werewolf. Uh, well, you no. try to rhyme werewolf with something. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, uh, something that could be in a cereal. <laughs> a strawberry wolf. Question of the week. What werewolf. rhymes with werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> Dick wolf? That doesn't count. <laughs> Careful, that's a trigger word. It was two words. <laughs> All right, no, I did not mean that. Words. That was I meant the creative law and order. The, oh, the okay. one. I yeah, think Wolf yeah. did not mean 
I've been watching so much Law and Order on Netflix. And cool. there's so many Law and Order episodes, I'd swear that's created by multiple dick wolves. Uh, <laughs> why not just close on that? Please let me go to bed. Please let me do my laundry. All right, all right. To fly in seven hours. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you after packs. You're if Cinemax this, has taught me anything, everybody knows this. Yeah, I'm just saying, just saying, just come out with it. I don't know. You're getting a pretty hacky territory. Well, if of you course, said that, if you everybody said, wants if you're to have like an orgy. 17 and playing like a fun strip poker thing at a house party. <laughs> if you just said, "Come on, guys, let's just be honest. Let's get just naked um, and fuck," you'd make everyone uncomfortable. Uh, that totally happened to me over and over again. With my friend started dating this this woman who was like. We were 22, she was 30, divorced. Mm. And then, like, every she got drunk mm. way before everybody else and was like, come on! <laughs> Why are we fucking around? Every, you know what would be really... This is what she said in, like, a crowded room of, like, all sober people except for her. You know what would be fun? We all go get STD tests. <laughs> Why? I just think it would be really fun. Like, let's just call it... And then, like, what are you talking about? Like, just to know... Let's all fuck. Like, why do we don't all fuck all the time? And, and like, <laughs> her boyfriend is like over there, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Not totally straight laced people, and probably could have been talked into an orgy. It just shouldn't have been at eight p.m. with that little booze. She didn't have the. Wait. She just couldn't wait anymore. Oh, like, but I miss her now. Now, that, what is she now? Like fifty? Yes. <laughs> That was an age joke about you, too. Hey, man. That was the joke. If she was 30, I got it when you were... Just late. I got it late. <laughs>